Thanks for choosing this podcast for the BJSM community. And I'm delighted to be speaking with Boris Goyanovich, who's a longtime friend. He's been on a BJSM podcast before, and he adds a great depth of knowledge to sports medicine, particularly in the youth child sport area. He was a former um, head of Swiss gymnastics. He's working with Swiss youth triathlon. And so the challenges of dealing with competitive young athletes is at the top of his mind. And Boris, really looking forward to chatting. Hi, Karim. Thanks for having me. Now, you're also a board member of the Swiss Sports Medicine Society, and you have been part of an exciting group that's putting together a conference on youth athlete issues. But let's just begin by telling the listener how you got interested in the issue of youth sport and what you think some of the key challenges are. Well, I guess it starts uh, in the clinical setting. You know, when you work in the sports medicine, sports physio area, you you always um, think about treating these athletes that are developed and that perform and that have specific injuries and we need to treat that and that's it. And slowly you realize that in order to care for athletes, you need to understand their development and the youth athletes are really the ones that are the, the, the most important to to care for in the best possible way. And this requires uh, a breadth of, uh, of clinicians from all professional areas to understand these complex issues. And uh, I think over the years, I've had to deal more and more with the young athletes from at the age of uh, maybe eight, nine to, to 18, 20. And, uh, and they present their own challenges. And we, we feel sometimes that the usual primary carers in the pediatric field don't have the sporting experience that sports medicine, sports physics can bring. And this is where we step in, I think. What are a couple of specific examples of the patients that you're thinking of? Well, well I think um, maybe the first thing that comes to my mind is the, the issues around concussion. Uh, we know that they're complex enough in the adult athletes, uh, but uh, when you look at a, at a child or an adolescent athlete, there are so many things that we still don't really understand and how to best protect them and treat them and help them return to sports. But I've had quite a few cases referred to me that have been through um, the usual care, whether through the emergency department or then through the, the, the usual pediatrics treatments and that, that don't have that um, in-depth knowledge of what a concussion in sports really is and especially what we shall do afterwards. So all of these cases, we, we try to to help them understand what it is. And that means not only just the, the athletes, but the parents, the coaches, the physios that we will work with together to help them go back to sports safely. And we don't want to make this a concussion podcast because it's a youth podcast. What's a practical tip for a listener in how management of youth concussions is different? How do you add value in that setting commonly? Well, I think one of the, the key elements is first to understand that there's many stresses aside from sports and that the, the schooling environment plays a big role, the, the family environment, and all of these things need to be taken care of. And when we don't address them properly and we don't understand that it's not just about returning to sports, but it's also all of the other elements, well, then we don't do a good job. And let's move on to a second and third example of specific challenging youth sport issues. I would say um, the, the, the injuries, the orthopedic injuries that athletes can present, just like the, the knee ligament injuries, are also a difficult challenge. And, uh, and these are also being addressed 
now probably better because uh, there's a better understanding of development issues and how we can best fix them or accompany those young athletes through their injuries if we're talking about ACL injuries, for example. Um, it requires definitely uh, uh, an in-depth knowledge of the rehabilitation process and that's where physios and uh, strength and conditioning coaches are very important on that team. Uh, and let's drill down on that because the issue is about to reconstruct or not to reconstruct and there's a podcast with Lars Engelbretson on that. But highlight for the listener what, what the key issues are in your thoughts briefly. Well, I guess when we talk about an ACL in a young athlete, um, obviously the stages of maturation of development will be a key thing to consider and shall we reconstruct and if, when and then how. Um, now, I am not a, an orthopedic surgeon and I'm not the one who decides on, on what type of uh, reconstruction and about that timing. But this is where really we need to understand a, a team approach is necessary. And if we can unite the, the surgeons that have the experience with youth athletes and the people that do the rehabilitation and then the, the athletic component afterwards, I think we have a better chance of uh, helping these athletes to grow and return to their sports. And that does seem like a good lead-in to the conference that you're holding because you'll be discussing this sort of thing and having a panel, if I'm not mistaken. So if you can highlight that as an example of what a listener would see and learn about at the conference that you're planning. Yeah, for example, we'll have a panel that will address the, the knee ligament injuries and, um, and also the osteochondral lesions, which uh, are a complex one to treat also in the youth developing athletes. Uh, another one that will be in that panel is uh, around the hip and um, and uh, hip growth developmental problems. And we're very happy to have uh, Rintia Agricola, who is going to discuss these issues in that panel. We'll put the details for the conference in related material. But for the person who's listening and they can't get back to the website, tell us about the name of the conference, when it is and where. So this, this conference, the, the youth, uh, the, the young athletes, uh, I'll start that again. Um, this conference is called the Young Athletes Forum. It, it will take place on September 21st and 22nd in Montreux, Switzerland. Now, maybe some of you know Montreux for the Montreux Jazz Festival. Um, this is uh, already passed, but um, Montreux is a lovely town on the lakeside uh, of Lake Geneva. And uh, But more so, we are really happy to, to be able to welcome a lot of international speakers to that conference. Great, and that's September 21, 22 of 2017. And we've touched on concussion, the ACL challenge. You alluded to the hip problem, but let's be specific, Boris, about why we're concerned about uh, potential hip problems in youth. Well, I guess we're talking about the, the risk of developing femoral acetabular impingement and uh, the hip abnormalities at the articular level. Um, now, there's, uh, there's development in that area that seems to show that a lot of young uh, adolescent athletes during their development years can uh, develop these, um, these abnormalities. Yeah, I guess one of the challenges to understand uh, when and how do we need to respond or decrease training, modify training, and in order to avoid these developments. And uh, we're very happy to have uh, Rintia Agricola who's going to discuss these issues. Now, I'm sure there's an overtraining issue and there's a specialization issue. So let's dive into those difficult ones. 
Well, well, I guess you know when we started thinking about those uh, those topics, um, it started all with a discussion around the table with a few coaches and uh, and uh, fellow uh, physios and doctors, and we were talking about fatigue and the burden of injuries in a specific group of athletes, and uh, and we we thought then what can we do to try to change that? Now th- there's many elements that go into that discussion. Obviously, there's a multifactorial component and multifactorial stresses around youth athletes and all of these can potentially contribute to the development of some of these issues be it fatigue overtraining or be it lack of performance through the development of overuse injuries or even acute injuries which may develop due to fatigue so in order to address those issues and bring it together we need to work in an interdisciplinary manner and uh, this is how we constructed Um, that conference because at the start we were thinking we need to get a few coaches and physios and and physiologists and nutritionists uh, around the table to discuss it in this specific sporting setting which was for young skiers and it turns out that from this small setting we realized that there may actually be a gap in those discussions that specifically are dedicated to youth athletes and this is why we, we built a program uh, around all of those complex issues, starting with uh, the, the biological maturation of the young athletes and then how we should train young athletes or what we know about how young athletes can be trained. Tell me about your thoughts if a parent said, I've got a four-year-old and I'm wondering about them playing more tennis or more golf. It sounds crazy to some people, but it's real and prevalent. What's your approach? Yeah, I guess one of the problems with that is that there are always examples of athletes that have started very young and that have developed into great athletes. And uh, I can think of uh, maybe Andre Agassi on top of my head, but if you read his book, you'll see that it wasn't uh, a fun ride all along. Uh, in the meantime, what we we know is that early specialization and too much uh, dedicated training in one specific sport is not conducive to uh, a lasting performance and to an optimal development as an athlete in the future. We see a lot of dropouts when this is done too early, and we also see a lot of health issues and overuse uh, problems that happen. Um, One of our speakers, uh, Nehru Yayanti from uh, the US, has worked a lot in that area and has uh, devised sort of a bit of a thumb rule on on how many hours one should train, and uh, if you train more than more hours a week than uh, you are aged, that would be too much. And I can think of many sports where that is actually done. And maybe we should avoid uh, over-specialization too early. I love the mention of Andre Agassi's book, Open, there, Boris. did really love that read. And Peter Brookner, who's read a million sports books, has it in his top five. So recommended for any clinician because it does give insight into these issues. Um, Let's move on to the eating situation relative energy deficiency you worked with swiss gymnastics do you feel we're making progress (laughs) that's a tough one um i feel every time i have a situation like that it gets more complicated because i guess the more you know the more you understand how difficult it is to address the the many components that go into that pathology Um, over the years the, the necessity to integrate other people and to to let the rhythm sort of of the athletes sometimes um, lead you into helping them is very important. Um, even though 
we sometimes identify the problems or seem to identify the problem very early on, you cannot force them into changing their way that quickly. So that's where you got to find small doors where you can actually step in, or maybe it might be the nutritionist, it might be the sports psychologist, it might be the, the pediatrician, it might be the physio. So everyone has a major role in there. And it, the key is to understand who will be able to sort of crack it open a little bit and, and help the athlete express the problem. Nice. Yeah, I like the analogy and the illustration of how the multidisciplinary team needs to work to try to connect with the patient and parents in this case, obviously, in many situations. Boris, I don't want to leave before benefiting from your swift youth triathlon experience because that's such a demanding sport. What are the lessons that you learned from that experience that you could share with a young clinician? Well, I guess at some point I was uh, very interested, and I'm still am, in, in monitoring loads because I think that's a key component to trying to enter the discussion about prevention and uh, and improving performance without getting hurt. And uh, maybe an experience that, that comes from there is that it's not that easy to implement monitoring. You think it is, and sometimes athletes will fill in their training sheets but after a year of doing it, and when we had a meeting with the athletes, we sat down and we discussed, and those are 15, 16-year-old athletes at the elite level in Switzerland and internationally. And they told me, for example, that they, uh, I mean, I understood in that discussion that they would fill their RPEs and the whole training sheet at the end of the week all at once, uh, which obviously a little bit defeats the purpose because you know that you have to feel that in after training every day and not at the end of the week. So we had a, a, a good collection of data for a year, but it was completely flawed. And, and we just didn't uh, tell them enough about how it should be done. Another thing I, I learned in that environment is that giving them feedback on what we asked them to do is absolutely essential. And uh, when the adolescents fill their and send them out uh, their monitoring tables, I will always give them a short feedback. Uh, even if everything is fine, I will state so and I will let them know uh, when I have questions uh, very quickly. And it tends to work when you do that. But if you don't give them feedback, even though you've analyzed the thing, but if you don't let them know, it doesn't work. Are you using an app for that? Uh, we've tried some things but this is where it gets interesting there's a little bit of cost related to that and um and the the, the federations and the teams are, are not really ready to invest in that domain that's one of the struggles that we have and uh maybe what i could say also in the development of our conference actually what we've done is we've created a foundation the young athletes foundation and one of our goals is to be able to raise some finances in order to help teams and sports setting integrate uh, scientific and multidisciplinary approaches and one of the things that we could do is uh, get some cash to buy the apps and then use them appropriately and i know you've been working and speaking with ben Clarson, who whose podcast I can recommend to listeners on, on this challenge. But let's wrap it up, Boris, bring it to a close here um, by giving you a chance to sort of share a couple of highlights, highlight speakers of the Youth Athlete Forum 2017 in September 21 and 22. We'll kick it off with um, Robert Malina from Texas, who has a, a very long experience in uh, in biological maturation and athlete development. And I think that's going to be a, a very nice way to kick it off. And uh, shortly after, we'll have Ross Tucker from South Africa, who 
who many of you would know also from BJSM podcasts, I guess, who will try to to look at talent identification issues. So those are ones that we will be looking for. And then uh, on uh, closer to the end of the conference, we will look at what can we actually do to get better. And we'll talk about injury prevention. And uh, Evert Verhagen will be there and Mario Bizzini uh, from Switzerland. Uh, and they will address the potential interventions. And I think those will be key speakers as well. Uh, I'm particularly looking forward also to listening to Gordon Matheson from Stanford University. Now, I've worked with Gordon. I was lucky enough to spend a couple of years there and learn from him. And he's a great mind and has really an in-depth knowledge of complex situations. And he will try to bring that together into the, the multidisciplinary environments and challenges with that. And I understand the structure is very multidisciplinary and you have a panel at the end of every section to make it very clinically applied. Yes, so so we have uh, seven sessions, and uh, each session has three or four speakers, and then there is a panel with the speakers at the end. So the goal is really that the audience gets to to discuss what has been uh, presented before and ask questions, and at the end of the conference also we'll wrap it up with a joint panel, which will be a little bit longer, um, so that uh, really people have a chance to ask their questions. That's great, Morris. I'm sure it'll be a great opportunity for folks who work with youth athletes. The world's best will be together. Persons who register will be able to discuss at breaks and have really personal conversations with experts um, from all around the world in one space. So congratulations on getting that organised. Well, thank you very much. And we, we really hope that uh, it will be a success. We do plan to continue. And this is a first conference uh, for the Youth Athletes uh, Forum, but uh, we hope to repeat it in the next couple of years or three years, especially because in 2020 in Lausanne, uh, we have the Youth Olympic Games coming, so that would be a nice way to replicate the conference for that. Great, and great to work with the Swiss Sports Medicine Society as a BJSM member society. We will focus on youth sport and youth injuries in BJSM around the time of this podcast going live, so that people can get a booster shot on these hot issues so really appreciate your expertise and you sharing that uh, with us today boris thank you very much karim and as always uh, we are very thankful for bjsm in general for bringing that information to the public in such a nice way and uh, using social media and podcasts is something i really learn a lot from and uh, it is a great honor to be able to contribute today and that was boris goyanovich who is a tremendous experienced clinician in the field of youth sport and I'm sure many of you listening work with younger athletes in schools and below in your clinics and we recommend um, this conference in Switzerland in September of 2017. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll keep you up to date on all our social media channels. Mm-hmm.